our guest for today, which is the one and only Michele Sano. Purpose of this podcast is really just to one, encourage any black or brown person of color who's in education to stick with it. If this is your first year, please don't give up. <laughs> I think also like as educators, I feel like at some point I was like super judgmental, right? Like if you're not, if you're not where the highest need kids are, are you really doing valuable work? Yeah. Now, years later, I'm like, listen, I was in a neighborhood where the needs were exceptional. And, and I'm in a different neighborhood now where the needs, are, there are still needs, but it's not, it's not asking as much of me. And there might be another time in life where I feel like I have enough in my tank to go back to that higher need community. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, baseline, I want to be in a community where I know I'm serving primarily Black and Brown children. And it's okay if that means that perhaps I'm working in a private school setting where there mm-hmm. are demands. That might mean that I'm in a public school setting and I get to do certain things or a Montessori setting or like an alternative school setting, right? Like I've, I like years later have been like, oh, there's, there's value in doing the work wherever you're doing the work, right? And like, I think that that's something I had to grow into because I'm like, I'm about the thing. And because yeah. of the thing, that means these kids, they're like, they gotta be sixth grade. <laughs> and we gotta catch them up in that one year. And then it's okay. Like I literally was like, huh, I have not had a singular interaction with the police this year. I think the second gem that you drop in is one of the longer you are in the profession, the more respect you have and understand in understanding that you have for that first year, as well as the fifth, as well as the 10th and so on. And everything that you're saying, I'm just nodding my head. I'm just like, I am not going to, I'm not going to interrupt this sister because everything she is saying is facts. Like going from a public school to a charter school, I look back at the time at the char- at the public school and I'm just like, oh, I get it. Like you did what you had to do because that's what you were able to do at that particular time. If you're in the charter world, and like you said, if it's a small mom and pop who's just starting off, you're that found, that is work. <laughs> and that's different work than say, you're coming into an established 10, 20 plus years where, like you said, they're able to give you a lesson plan with the script. Um, they're able to do other certain things to help a first year teacher that as a first year teacher, I'm sure you're just like, thank you. Like, I don't have to create the lesson plan myself. You have something that at least um, something I could just with. to start <laughs> with, I could Thank you very much. As opposed to going to another school where it's just like, look, we're going to give you the autonomy to create all that, but understanding, hey, we still need the results that we were speaking of like 75, 80, 90%, because yeah, we still have the county and superintendents to respond to. So all of that as a year 15 plus, I'm just like, look, if you're in it, and this is who my target audience is, if you're in education, two words, thank you, because you're doing work. No matter where you are, you're doing work. And if you're happily doing it, that's what our kiddos need. That's what they need. The need is to have happy teachers, not just disgruntled who are like, I'm here for a paycheck and you can do whatever you want. And no, be here for the work. And if you're doing the work, thank you very much. Whew. Man, what would be something that you would, that as year 11 now, that you would say to the year one teacher? What would be that elevator pitch, 
that that gem that something that you would just tell them like you know what you may not know everything you may have heard certain things but this this is the thing that i feel like i want to impart to you i feel like it's super cliche but people say it and then you have to learn what it means it's like it's not a sprint it's a marathon and like sit in that really it's it's also it's not college it's not middle school it's not high school there's no dean's list (laughs) there's no honor roll (laughs) some of those pressures that you're leaving college with like I gotta be the best or I have to sit you have to meet certain quotas or standards Mm -hmm. if someone is telling you that it's really not for you yet don't worry about that yet think about how do I build relationships How do I really become knowledgeable in my content area, right? Because I see some teachers who are not, they don't know their things. Like, know your content. That, that, no one tells you that, but like, know it in a way that aligns to the standards that are being asked of you, right? Like, college biology and middle school science, they are not the thing. I like, I remember being like, I was a pre-med major. I went to a really competitive college. I know nothing about rocks at all rocks on earth rocks on mars rocks on mercury rocks on venus literally i was like i don't even know i learned this (laughs) (laughs) when was i supposed like geology was not in my college trajectory Mm. and and like it it i had to take the initiative to be like let me buy the textbook let me actually spend time and read it because the minute your brain can only tolerate oh so much Mm. managing human bodies and teaching those same human bodies content and being able to assess what they're understanding and not understanding in the same moment is a lot for your brain to do. So I tell myself like make something automatic. For me, the thing that I could more quickly make automatic that was in my control was my content. So no matter how the kids were acting, I wasn't stressing my brain out by trying to teach them something I didn't yet know. Right. So the first thing I made automatic. I think the second thing was like, okay, now how do I use my relationships to get my management under control? Where I'm like, okay, I can feel like my classroom is inviting, predictable, a great place to be. The kids know what to expect. The minute I can make both of those things automatic, then I can open my brain up to thinking, okay, what are you actually learning? Where do I need to stop the class and reteach or like really pull this small group or like who do I need to go sit next to and teach? That first year, you don't have the capacity to do all those things, but you need to tell yourself, okay, I need to free my brain space somehow. So pick something that's going to be good for your brain to be able to do on autopilot, right? Like I think right now I like, can launch a lesson on autobiography like, with my eyes closed, right? I already know what my moves are. I know what my expectations are. I like, even if I don't have my own classroom, I'm like, if someone said, go cover this class tomorrow, here the first three things we're going to say, here's my, my boundaries are in three things. The kids understand me. Here's what I'm okay with. Here's what I'm not okay with. That is autopilot. And I don't think anyone told me that when I figured it out, I was like, whoo. So whew. folks, if you're listening, my, my sister here dropped a whole bunch of gems. I asked for one. She gave you about 17 because number one, she talked about content. She talked about certain moves that she doesn't have to think about. She talked about certain habits. And once those habits are set, then they become routine that they're on autopilot so that when the kiddos walk into the room, they're not guessing. They know, hey, Miss Shannon wants this. They know this is how I'm supposed to do X. They know if I need a pencil, this is how I... So there are certain things that 
she was saying that if you didn't explicitly hear it, let me just take a moment to 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 give her her flowers of like I asked you for one and you gave like seven. So number one, know your content, know your content so that you do not fall into rabbit holes. Because kiddos will love questions. That's something that I love for them to ask. But or rather, however, knowing that if you answer every single question, it deviates, and now you've created a multiverse for my Marvel fans out there. Now, now kids are like, we had this one sacred timeline of what she was teaching. And now Timmy has created this other universe where it's like this other thing. Juanita has t- taught this thing. She's created her universe. And so you have all these multiverses. And so what you want to do is know your content so well that whenever someone tries to interject, that's a great question. We're going to bookmark that, write that on the postcard. But because that's not going to be what we need to hit our objective for today, this is the reason why I'm not going to answer that right now or directly or in depth, but I will come back to that. I want you to know that I will. And number two, like she said, please make sure that you do that. Either it's in the hallway, either it's you write that on a sticky note, like, hey, uh, Timmy, you said this, this is the answer to your question. Great. He has that, but he also knows that, oh, when she doesn't answer it in the moment, it's not that she doesn't know. It's not that she doesn't care about me, but she has a point that she's trying to get to and she's got to make sure that she gets to it. And if I ask this and don't get it immediately, I'm now not going to go into a hissy fit because I now have that relationship with Miss Sandy that, oh, if she says she's going to do something, she does it. The other gem that she dropped, when, if she has to cover, and you will have to, <laughs> it happens to all of us, you will have to, there's going to come a moment where you didn't plan to be in the history class. You didn't plan to be in the ELA class. You didn't plan for whatever. Even if I have to go to a different grade, <laughs> that's not on my curriculum uh, roadmap. So, hey, I know the first thing I'm going to do are these three things. Kiddos know how to address me. Kiddo knows how to answer a question or pose a question, raise your hand, et cetera, however you want to do it. And when I need their attention, this is the thing that I, I do. So they know that at this point, it's got to stop. So Mickey, thank you. Even that last point, like taking it a step further, your admin is always going to ask you to do things. Mm-hmm. Always going to ask for something, right? If your class doesn't feel like you have it, like if you don't feel like your class is manageable and under control and predictable for yourself, anything that someone comes to ask you is automatically going to make you feel stressed, right? Yeah. You do every single day, which is teach kids, make that almost feel second nature, automatic. Like, I got this. This is my jam. I know what I'm doing. It's almost automatic. So that when someone adds anything to your plate, whether it's via coverage, whether they're like, we're going to take this lesson in a whole different direction, or here's a new unit we need you to teach, or this parent that's like, I need you to tutor my kid even more. All of that will knock you off your your pedestal because your class feels predictable. I don't just value results. Yeah. Results, but I also want relationships. I also want humanity. That's... I value. And so I go to talk to people when I think about where I work next, what I, what I get asked to do. I'm like, are you valuing me as a whole person? Are you seeing me as a human? Are you seeing my needs outside of this building as critical and important? Um, Can you balance the humanity of me with the need to get results? And if the answer is no, that's not for me. And if it ever shifts where I'm at, where I'm like, oh, you're not valuing me as a human as much as you used to. We gonna talk. Thousands yeah. in America. Yeah. I get another another job. And I, I I appreciate that right there 
because something that we started off with saying is like, number one, the amount of admin that is people of color is super, super low. The amount of admin that is women of color, again, super low. I think about myself as a STEM teacher. It's something like a, a black man who's a STEM teacher is something like 3%. Look, if I were to tell my boss right now, you know what? This is not working out because of this, this, and this. This is my two-week notice, or I'm, I'm out by at the end of the year. I am not sweating being able to go to another school. At all. So whoever's listening, know your worth. Like, just, just know it. it. It may feel uncomfortable to, as was mentioned, oh, but the kids need me. Yes, they do. But they need to know what it looks like when I am not being valued that I can walk away. You do not need to stay somewhere where you're going to be unhappy, undervalued, and not appreciated. You just don't. And there stay. are so many kids and they all need us. Yeah. And so like this group of kids, I still have relationships with kids from my first school. Yeah. If shift schools doesn't mean you lose the kids. They nope. still continue oh, they, to grow up and exist. They find you. They, they will find, find you. you. <laughs> Social media is a thing. Yeah. They will find, they will yeah. remember your email. Mm-hmm. I have had kids randomly email me like, Miss, I just guessed your email. I saw your first name and your last name and I put it together and I said at whatever school and it got, it showed up. Um, but have your resume on ready. Mm-hmm. Have, you know, I know some have your personal days, have one or two just sitting there. If you need to take that day, if you need to go see another school, go talk to another colleague that's somewhere else, it's okay. Like yeah. my resume stays ready. Like I'm, I'm not saying I'm jumping ship, but like I could, I, I keep, I keep the LinkedIn notifications. Exactly. And Wait. if I need to, here's what's out there. Hootie hoo. We out. We, it's okay. I, yeah. I want to do, I want to stay in this sector, but it does, I'm not tied to one school. Yeah. The last thing that I appreciate you said was that idea of like, hey, even though I'm not in a school, I'm still able to positively affect the lives of the kiddos in that school. So if I can help another teacher at a different school help the kiddos that they're serving, then I feel like I'm doing the work that needs to be done. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be in front of a ki- in, ki- in front of kiddos. You don't have to be the classroom teacher. You don't have to be the principal. You don't have to be the dean. But if you are able to get into the building, get in front of those kids, that ultimately is a is the goal to be able to. There's so many roles yeah. in a school. So many roles. I think of reading specialists. I think of mm-hmm. APA specialists, physical therapists. If you if you want to be a nurse and you want to interact with kids, I I constantly always need a school nurse, right? Like psychologist, therapist, <laughs> college access counselor. There's so many roles that that will allow you to positively impact kids without necessarily being a classroom teacher or admin. So if you get into it and you're like, I don't necessarily think I want to be this. I don't want to be grading papers at 8 p.m. That's okay. Yeah. In a school, like, what do I want? want to do do I want to teach an elective do I want to be a substitute teacher do I want to do I want to teach art Often, Man, we need we need subs we need, need teachers yeah. it's okay to be like hey all I all I want to do is build relationship with kiddos and help kids work through their problems maybe you want to be a school counselor yeah. maybe you want to help kids walk through their college patients all of those are admirable noble jobs that our schools need to continue to function because going back to sustainability when we don't have those people in those roles, then suddenly I am teacher slash substitute slash 
art teacher slash elective teacher slash advisor. Another one. Another one. So if you want to make this work more sustainable for your other black and brown colleagues, please do those other jobs too. We need those too. I feel like we got to have you back again. Uh, I'm sure it's going to happen again because there were so many gems that came out today. Um, But Mickey, Miss Sannon, Principal Sannon, whatever your titles are, give them all the letters after your last name. Very much appreciate you coming through. Thank you for coming through the lounge. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Thank you for this work, Willie. Oh, love it. Love it. So, folks, um, this, I guess, will just be episode one with Sannon. So we got so many gens that came through. Um, We'll let you know when the next one drops. But that'll be it for today. Thank you for stopping through the lounge. And thank you for the work that you are doing in education.